Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Uh, welcome to Tea Time. This is episode three. Uh, I'm, you know, as usual, it's uh, me, Mock Deep, alongside with Dan. Um, I'm letting Dan rest his voice briefly because he's going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting this episode. But to give, uh, uh, we'll start off with the the first updates uh, of the week in terms of where we're at. Um, as I mentioned last week, I had the test done for the. Uh, MTHFR mutation. Uh, I had the results back for that. Uh, interestingly enough, they show that I am a carrier of the mutation, but that it's not present in my body in an active form. Now, that's not 100%. They say that you can sometimes see some effects from it, but generally speaking, it should be fine. So that means that I can you know, use folic acid as, as to supplement those um, serum folate or B9 levels, whatever you want to refer to them as. Um, I'm going to speak for Dan uh, to let him rest his voice a little bit and, and, and just inform you guys that he has had his bloods taken uh, as of the, the 6th of October. And uh, we'll be waiting to see what happens with those results. Um, broadly speaking, obviously, the, the reminder, as, as always, uh, you know, we're not medical professionals. We're just documenting our own journey, uh, uh, you know, in trying to better understand our uh, own health and, and working towards improving it from a, a mental and physical perspective. Now, um, one of the things we want to touch on before we get into Dan's story is the importance of, you know, taking that accountability and that responsibility that we, we've been talking about and getting your blood work done. And and just a just a brief note, I suppose, you know, like generally if you're if 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 you don't have, say, some of the issues that I've had, obviously with the, the vitamin side of things and the biochemistry side of things, um, and it is a hormone deficiency, normally you'll want to have at least um three kind of corroborating results over a, 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 a period of time to just really hit home that it's not an anomaly it's not uh, any anything just as a, as a one-off that you've got a consistently low uh, results now some providers depending on which they are may may be happy with uh, one or two results um, but it's just for yourself sometimes just to, just to give yourself a little bit of reassurance um in, in in my case obviously where we've discovered that there's a vitamin imbalance and things uh i'm i'm going to be doing a series of them sort of on a six weekly basis uh to just track and make sure that things are getting corrected and they're not getting overcorrected. let's say because you know having too much of these uh vitamins in your system also can have a ramification if it's uh, of a particular kind i'm thinking like a k d those sorts of things um you know we're, we're generally bees the b vitamins are fairly safe you know you can you, you your body will uh, get rid of anything it doesn't need um so yeah you can expect to hear more from me at some other point and towards the end of the episode but what i'm going to do now is i'm going to hand it over to dan and dan is going to go through his previous journey hello yeah so well, obviously, we've spoke, we've gone through your journey quite a bit, um, and we've not really spoke to mine too much um, throughout the first two episodes. So I'm going to go from the beginning, really, when it started for me, which was back in 2016. Um, I was travelling with work, um, and I I was ill uh, for about a one week period, just standard kind of flu symptoms, um, and then I recovered over the weekend. Um, I went back into work on the Monday and then I got, went really hot. Um, I had to leave um, and I was off for about a week and I didn't know what it were. I was very, very sick with stomach issues and just general um, heart, heart beating fast, etc. cetera. Um, looking back now, it was no doubt anxiety, um, but never had anxiety previous to that. I just, I literally just felt like I had the flu or something along those lines. 
Um, and I went into hospital one night because I felt so bad and they were, they, they were the first time they mentioned it. It did sound like a panic attack or something, something like that. So over that time, I was obviously visiting my GP um, who was taking bloods um, just to make sure it wasn't a bug or something. Um, and over a two-month period while visiting my GP, uh, around about the two-month period, he took all my hormones. Um, pre-treatment from when I actually started TRT, my uh, testosterone was about 10.5 nmol with a free calculation about 0.25. Um, th- that, was, that was the average over the three that I had prior to treatment. And although the NHS GP was adamant that that, that was fine, that shouldn't have been treated, obviously looking online, doing a little bit of research yourself. Actually, I, I mentioned before I spoke to um, an actual clinic in the US that was they were saying for my age at the time, so I would have been 24, 25. Um, it, was, it was very low and it's something that should be looked at. Um, I was slightly overweight at the time, um, but nothing too serious. Um, so it was something I wanted to look at. So I went private with an endocrinologist um, and he did all the bloods as well. That came back at about 10.5 again. Um, and he said he wanted to monitor it for six months before they gave me any further treatment or comment. Um, obviously, when you've got anxiety and you've got other side effects as well, such as sleep, issues, fatigue. Um, when I got ill that time, it kind of brought quite a lot of symptoms on, which can be symptoms of mental health issues, but is also symptoms of low testosterone and hormonal imbalances. Um, I actually then went on to speak to a third party. Now, you didn't mention it earlier, but we've bought, we've spoke to a number of providers, both of us, and we're going to call them provider A and provider B for now. We probably will disclose further on in an episode who we've spoke to and how it went. Um, but yeah, so for this instance, provider A I went with, um, sports them for two, three weeks. They did a separate lot of blood tests. Um, theirs came back slightly lower. I think it was 10.3 nmol. Um, so of the average, it was 10.5 across the first three or four. Um, and then I decided to go ahead with testosterone replacement. Um, in hindsight, I should have probably took a lot more time and a lot more research and got myself in a better place generally before doing it. Um, but yeah, I went on to it and I was on it for a total of five months. Um, and while I, while I was on testosterone replacement therapy, which was, I was actually doing Sustanon every week. Um, and I was also doing HCG injections as well, um, for, for fertility. Um, while I was on it, the, a lot of the symptoms, which were the sleep, the fatigue, um, the, the cloud, mind cloud, the anxiety, they alleviated probably 90%. Um, some days absolutely fine um, general feeling more um, awake all the time things like that just the general therapeutic effects of TRT which even if you've not got a deficiency and you, you do go on testosterone there are certain therapeutic effects that um, a male will feel from them um, yeah I felt absolutely fine um, obviously I, I was still seeing a private endocrinologist because I was going through um, I was actually just I'd already booked a few appointments, so I thought oh, I may as well go and see him still. So about five months in, I went to see him, and he was convinced that I shouldn't be on it, um, and he kind of talked me off it, to be totally honest. So after five months, I decided, right, he doesn't think I should be on it. I was obviously feeling a bit better, so I probably had kind of the placebo effect of, oh, I feel better now. He don't think I should be on it. If I come off, I'll see what I'm like. So I, I, I actually came off it in 2017, um, almost three years ago now, 
Um, and coming off, it was a bit of a struggle. Um, the first blood test, for example, five weeks off, my testosterone was 3.5 nmol. At eight weeks off, it was at 8.9 nmol. And then last year, which uh, the year before that, was 12.9 and then 13 again. So, I mean, the positive to me is the last two years that I've had the blood tests, my hormones have been in a better place since before try before treatment. Um, my last one was July 2019 at 12.9 nmol. Um, and during the time, I know it's quite a while since I had further blood tests, but I don't want to go back onto TRT unless it's something I'm going to um, do for life now. I mean, there was certain things with actually injecting myself that I actually struggled with. Um, so for me now, I want to make sure that health-wise, so that's whether that's weight and life, fitness, lifestyle, everything's in a good place um, before I make the decision to go back onto TRT again. Now, since I came off, my anxiety has been bad at certain times. I'm currently on a low dose of medication, which I'm currently weaning off because I want to make sure that I'm on no medication. My lifestyle and everything's in the way I want it to be and the way it should be for my age. And then that'll be my decision of whether I go back onto TRT. Um, I think, like we've said previous time, it's a good thing to keep your bloods, to keep monitoring your bloods, uh, whether you're on or off. Um, so, for example, I went yesterday, um, as you've already mentioned, there were 27 markers taken across everything, including the folate, which you've you've mentioned, um, just to see where I'm at. Now, I've still got some of the side effects as well, which is sleep issues and the fatigue. Not as bad as previously, but I have got them. Um, but, again, they could be not as bad due to the to the medication. So I, I, um, I do think there is still an issue there whether that be due to my health and lifestyle, which I'm, I'm nearly at my target of where I should be for my age and just general health. Um, that, that remains to be seen. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I dealt with two providers now, provider A and provider B. Um, what happens with my blood results over the next week or so will determine whether I go on to speak to provider B. Um, potentially not, because I may give it another six months or so before I make that decision. Um, but it really does depend on what what comes back um, next week. Cool. Is there is there anything else you want to discuss, or you you think that's pretty much covered everything? I mean, I suppose the the question is is that you know, uh, and I, I was, you did you did kind of mention it briefly, but it, it it's more um, you know. <sighs> What, what's kind of starting you down this road again? You know, is it the fact that you're not happy with the the fact that you've been forced to take these other medications and not really giving you the quality of life you wanted? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So I'm on, I'm very open, I'm on sertraline, I'm on 100 milligrams, um, which they'll give up to, I believe, 250 or 350. So the dosage is, is quite low compared to what they'll give you. Um, but you f I feel pretty numb on it in general so whereas before i felt probably too much emotion now i feel literally nothing um and for me it for me it just feels like it's masking an issue that's not that that's not something that they can yeah. fix i do feel like there's a further yeah, issue yeah. there um and i do think for my testosterone is low in general for for me I don't think it's not it's not horrendously low but that's why i want to make sure everything properly and make sure in the right right way got the right lifestyle i'm sleeping and eating right all that kind of stuff and then if because then it'll be a year or so come come march next year it'll be a year or so that um i've been spot on with everything if it's still not right and still like fluctuations then i know i've done everything i can and it has to be a hormonal yeah. issue and that needs to be corrected okay, okay so is it, you, you, you're in the same situation i know you 
you want to make sure everything's in the best possible place before you make that life decision of taking something for the rest uh, of your absolutely, life. Absolutely, absolutely. So so what I'll do is I'll also I'll, I'll share a little bit more, you know, obviously we've had more data from me just because I'm a little bit further along in my in my process. Um but I'll, I'll also illuminate that, you know, um similar similar to Dan. I mean Dan obviously suffered with some uh, combination of, of symptoms from the, the the physical and and obviously the anxiety side of things. Uh, myself um, I I did have some uh, mental health uh, challenges for sure. Um, I've been on a whole wide range of kind of prescription medications. Um, ultimately, what corrected most of my challenges were antidepressants. Um, the dose in the end actually needed to be quite low. It's actually a dose for uh, anxiety, but having worked through it for the better part of like five years... Um, yeah, I mean, it was one of these things where, uh, you know, it it's it's pretty incredible, like the, the the things that people do and don't pick up on, or, or the things that can fix it. And when you start to unpick and start doing a bit more research, when obviously your mind's in a better place, you start understanding that you know this this body is this this engine, but it works on so many different kinds of fuel. And and you know, a part of that is this hormone in your in the biochemistry within your your own uh, physiology, right? So. Um, you know, I'd been doing research about the benefits of like getting your testosterone looked at and, and sometimes what these things can, uh, what kind of symptoms people normally exp uh, experience. And, and similar to Dan, I was having issues with uh, mental fog, um, sleep issues for sure, and, and, and a few other things around, around it. Now, I've tried to improve my sleep hygiene, so making sure that I'm not using screens with blue light. Uh, sometimes now with, with, your, with your modern iPhones and things, you get special night lights where they warm the light on the device up. And the same with Windows 10. If you've got a Windows 10 desktop, you now have an option, if you're on the latest sort of consumer version, to, to turn on what's called the night light, which means throughout the day, you'll let, you have a little bit more blue light. Um, and then as it gets to the evenings, it will warm that light up, making it easier for you to rest. But... Uh, things still weren't improving um, and then I started to have conversations with Dan about what I wanted to do he obviously illuminated me as to his previous journey and his experience um, and suggested I reach out to provider a who I have reached out with and who I'm currently working with right now now interestingly enough my experience with provider a has been pretty pretty good um, they are very kind of diligent um, but the I think that for me it, it all it's all kind of like this um it's almost like a, a, a locomotive right like it's, it's, it's this kind of big hunk of you know steel or, or metal which will as it starts going in motion won't stop so i've started the process and like i say these guys have been very diligent in checking with me um and and in terms of provider a's uh medical staff that i spoke to um you know they are the ones who advocated that i do not go on trt immediately that i correct these other imbalances first and just see what what like what effect that has on my quality of life and i'm a huge fan of that i'm going to be honest with you they've got a huge amount of respect for me because that obviously shows that primary care is you know is is around your your well-being and your lifestyle and ultimately working on anything else until that is the only thing left that they can help with right Th that's definitely worth noting because at the end of the day um, the, obviously, these are private clinics, but they're not private hospitals. They are separate, set-up private clinics. So at the end of the day, they're a business that are trying to make money. And if they push you to go on TRT immediately, obviously, some of these are charging from 50 to to £100 a month. 
they could potentially have that revenue for the rest of for the remainder of your life. Um, so the fact that they're pushing down other paths before taking TRT is, is a massive benefit and probably one of the reasons why we'll probably mention the providers because we know it's not <laughs> they're just trying to make money. It's more it's more around the actual. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and like I say to you, like it is one of these things which I, I garnered a huge amount of respect for me, um, in in that showing that there is that duty of care because, like you say, these are private clinics as opposed to private hospitals, and they they are specialists, and they obviously need to survive, you know, um, and and that I think that you know it is one of these things where you know as you're kind of exploring it, and 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 what I will say is. Uh, since I've started some of these corrective measures on the vitamin side of things, I have started to see it's very early days yet. Bearing in mind, I think I've only been kind of doing the vitamin correction in totality for about two or three weeks. Um, you know, that I have started to see at least uh, an improvement on some of the the, the effects. Uh, I'm keeping a log, I'm keeping a log of like anything I note that is different. Um, and then, you know, we'll talk it through as time goes on. But the, the key, the key thing that I'm going to do for is, is talk through some of the data when I get my, um, six week blood test done and my 12 week blood test done, then I will start having that conversation and, and, and explaining some of the improvements that I think I felt. And, and if I didn't, I'll be very honest with you guys and tell you that too. Um, but it, it, like I say, you know, it, it's something that I think there needs to be a little bit of a mindset reset, you know, in terms of sort of saying to people, this is uh, necessary for, for more often than us. And the why, the why I would be fascinated by why we're finding ourselves in the situation where, you know, where, where our testosterone levels are taking a dip. Uh, it could be down to lifestyle. I don't know. But, any, you know, we would ultimately be speculating. Yeah. So ultimately, we can't do anything more with that. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be one of these things we have to see as time goes on. Yeah, 100%. And like I mentioned about the clinics before as well, obviously, you're with Clinic A. I've been with Clinic A a number of years ago. And if I'm totally open, it seems like they've come leap on leaps and bounds since I sports. And for example, you're speaking to actual doctors now where I was speaking to the owner the first time that I called. Um, so it seems like they've improved massively. And I had a good experience with them before. So the fact that they've come on leaps and bounds seems is very positive. Um, obviously, since then, I've done a lot more research and I've found another clinic that I'd like to speak to. So I am 50-50 at the moment to see where my bloods are at. I may even start the conversation with the clinic now, even though I may not start TRT for 6 to 12 months if, if, if required. I may even still have initial appointments and just give them my his, the, the background where I'm at now. Um, because sometimes just having that expert knowledge and reassurance can help you over the next six to 12 months anyway, even when they're going TRT or not. And sometimes it is worth paying that money for that consultation just to know you're on the right path with with someone that's actually working in the industry and specialising in testosterone rather than a GP who will immediately tell you completely different. To yeah, you and believe. that is the challenge sometimes. It very much comes down to that GP relationship. And I'm just going to touch on that as well briefly in that um, when I had my full blood work done, I actually gave the report to my GP in its entirety um and 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 you know that did you know so in my case with my vitamin d3 levels being perilously low it then enabled my gp to give me access to medication which you can't get over the counter yeah i mean we're talking uh 25,000 iuc tablets right now okay yes tablets versus injections injections are miles better i'm sure you can do a quick google and, and understand that but reality is we, we we have to deal with what we have to deal with we have to be part of that system and do the best uh, that we can in that system um but i would not have got access to that 
corrective measure without the support of my GP. So yes, the GP that you have matters tremendously sometimes. Yeah, and that's another thing. I mean, the GP would never even have done those blood tests. Um, unless you've got... The only way he probably would have done them is if you've gone online, read about it, and then requested them. That's the only way I ever got these blood tests from yeah. my GP. Yeah. Um, albeit since then, he's very, very helpful. For example, um, although I'm having all these markers taken, I'm using my um, provider here, third-party blood forms that they gave me like two mm -hmm. years ago, and my GP's happy to have... For, the, for, the, for him to do them ongoing every six it, months it, or so. It, it is unfortunate, so, though, like you say, like you have to go through these uphill battles, right? Yeah, I mean, from what we've learned over the last two, three-month period, we're both in agreement that the we don't test for enough, enough hormones and vitamins in probably males and females in general. When people are sick, especially with... Before, if you're sick with even with uh, depression, anxiety, or any symptoms that could relate to anything to do with that, no matter how mild, um, they'll offer you meds before they give you a blood test. And it, it is an interesting conversation. It's one I'd like to have with someone actually in the system. I have to try and see if we can uh, reach out to our like social networks and stuff and, and see if there's anyone who's prepared to have a conversation on or off the record about maybe why that is. And I, I, I like, initially, my, my gut feel is maybe something to do with cost, but I can't think that a blood test to be expensive. Yeah. I I think cost is probably cost is probably part of it, but I mean, if you go to an NHS GP, I don't know about yours, but how how quickly can you get in to see your GP? That's true. That is true. Yeah. And then you've got to think, right? If they give you a blood test, that's a second and potentially a third yeah, appointment. Yeah. If they give you meds, you're probably not going to come back for two, three months mm, if at all. That's fair. That's fair. But that's kind of um, so it's the time and cost yeah. of that. Uh, getting you and, and let's be honest, you go in, tell me symptoms, they give you a prescription, you're probably out in fifteen minutes. If you're going through, if they're going through explaining what they're going to what they're going to um, do the blood test for, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it's thirty minutes. I, I do think it comes down to probably time. And I cost. do think I do think maybe then that there, there, there may be some sort of necessary advocacy that could go on to, to try and get these blood work done or give people access to uh, good blood work facilities in terms of sort of saying to them, look, you know, as part of the NHS, you get one a year, right? And if you want more, you can, but you've got to kick in a bit. You know, maybe having those kind of conversations might be productive. I'm, I'm not 100% uh, sure, but I think giving access to people so they can learn about themselves and take responsibility for their health will be huge. 100%. And I know you'll be the same as me now, but even if suddenly this is not going to happen, everything went fine and we were both fine, I'd still have my blood done every year. Yeah. Um, just to monitor everything. I just think it's essential. I think, and even if you listen to this and you're not listening for the testosterone side of it and you, you not suspect any issues, just still go to your GP once a year and say, oh, can you do a like a, a male hormone test? Because there is, if you look on Medichex, for example, there's a list of hormones that males should be tested yes. for. Um, and just ask them to do this once a year or once every 18 months. I, I would so. just, I would just uh, um, add that there are other providers as well. Um, <laughs> just do your research. Some guys will rip you off. Some guys won't. We're not saying that Medichex is one of those. It's just Medichex is, is a, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily go with Medichex to do it, but you could just go onto the site and just uh, screenshot the list of um, markers that they do and go into your GP and say, I just want to... I've yeah, done yeah exactly exactly and having those kind of conversations i think will only be good for the community at large um and and you know it, it is all like i say about figuring these things out and 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 working with what you information you have and 
it, it would just change so many things i think to have all of that information up front and i wish i wish when i was going through my particular crises that i could go back and get that kind of information because i'd be fascinated to see what was going on with my physiology right like to, to understand what was whether there was something going on or whether it was a genuine uh you know it wasn't due to any sort of deficiency in 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 you know vitamins or something along those kind of lines but you know it's a uh, it, it was one of those ones you have to wonder yeah because i guess a very similar thing for me um they both have very similar symptoms as well don't yeah they? absolutely and that is that is the key thing and you know in that terms of relationship in terms of what you know like when the anxiety side of things and, and on the depression side of things that you know serotonin can help with either both of those sorts of things right uh, yeah correct yeah, yeah so it's a lesson it's a lesson we're learning and, and like dan said you know it's something that i would never go back uh with you know i would always make sure that i'm gonna take that kind of responsibility make that personal commitment that i will get blood work done at least once a year and if anything's off get it done multiple times until i'm satisfied with where it is um and i suppose if we're going to leave you with anything that's probably the key takeaway i guess from from today's is is, is that kind of you know the the impact it's already having for us and um the with the, the i suppose our realization of the importance of getting that information and and uh, working with it so with that said uh we're gonna bid you farewell so it's a goodbye from me yeah and from me and what we're going to do as well is for next week we will have a, an email address as well where you can contact us if you'd want to share your story if you have any general questions um i think that'd be a good point for us to kick off yeah with as i well. completely agree i completely agree we'll get that arranged we'll get it set up and um until next week guys take it easy <laughs>